Hello and welcome to the King Hero IndyCar Podcast with Kirby and Justin Special Edition. <laughs> For all you uh, derelict gamblers out there, coming at you with a preview of the 2022 Bomberino Automotive Group 500. I think the uh, operative word there is degenerate uh, gamblers, not uh, derelict mm-hmm. gamblers. Well, you're probably right. I couldn't find the word at the last second there. So. We accept Thank you both. For... We accept both types, uh, if, as long as they listen to our podcast and uh, as long as they follow us on Twitter, uh, which is at Hero H I R O IndyCar at Hero IndyCar. I think we should we should spend 28 minutes talking about what we did last weekend. Yeah, that would be great. I, sorry, I just listened to somebody else's podcast do that for the first half hour. I listened to the damn <laughs> Yeah, uh, can't, can't imagine who that would be. All right, Curb, let's dive into it. Let's make this a short one. The purpose of this here for the uninitiated, uh, and that would pretty much be everybody, is that we're just doing a quick preview of the race, who we think is going to win. Uh, we have the odds, at least the preliminary odds, uh, out, uh, out, up in front of us. And so we're going to look at those and see if there's anything early on that's looking. However, as is a policy on this show, we caution you not to place your bets until after qualifying is over. It is key, but I mean, even though I think you can qualify in the back of this race and, you know, it's not death, right? Well, it's, it's, it's not Iowa, so it's not quite that quite that uh freewheeling of an, of an oval but um well then that's a good point too because you know they are trying to put that second groove in it, it didn't operate so well in the daytime this is a night race is it not curb it's so an early, it's an early evening race so it'll be okay but it'll be a, cool, a bit cooler so i think there's yeah. a chance that there'll be some passing opportunities you know more so than like in the heat of the day kind of th- stuff that they were running before maybe a, a you know a bad qualifying uh is not death knell provided that the track looks a bit racy, which is again for the, for your degenerate gambler, that's one of the things you need to look for. The real lesson here is wait till after qualifying and, and then place your bets. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's very foolhardy to place before, yes. but you know what curve I'm looking at two names on here that are really high odds right now. And I'm thinking I'm going to put some money down before qualifying. Cause I think those odds will drop. Can I ask a question? Yes. Since I never uh, participate in this gambling, can I ask a question? Yes. Is this like horse racing where you bet for win, place, or show, or is it just you only bet to win? <laughs> you can you can bet uh, top three, win, top three, top five. Okay. Yes, but the the odds I sent you are only to win. So right now it looks like it. you can only bet to win. And right now oh, okay. I'm doing this live. Uh, I am putting money on. Uh, Mr. Dixon to win because he's at ridiculously high odds, in my opinion. And Mr. McLaughlin, too, also at very high odds to win. Well, when you sent me the odds earlier today, I, I think I took a minute to look him over and I texted back to you that I would focus on those three Ganassi drivers. Pull out at 1,400, Dixon 1,500, Erickson 1,600. Um, I think those would be where I would focus if you're looking for uh, good odds to where you can make a little bit more money than, than you would betting on New Garden. All right, Kerb. Well, we'll get to that. Have counseled to wait. But, I mean, I, right now you got uh, Dixon at uh, 150 to um, – sorry, 15 to 1. I mean, to me, he's a he's a top five candidate to win. So, to, you know, even a small bet there could pay back uh, pretty huge. And uh, McLaughlin at 10 to 1. Also pretty pretty tasty because I think they're going to qualify decently, and those odds those odds will drop. So they update the odds throughout the weekend? 
Of course. I'm here representing the neophyte gambler, asking all the dumb questions. Wow, it's your your the level of your neophytism is pretty stunning, Curb. You really don't gamble, do you? No, I don't. Um, wow. So here's my here's my other dumb question. If plus fifteen hundred really means fifteen to one, why don't they just say fifteen? Oh, I knew you were gonna ask that, Curb. Don't uh, come on. Uh, the only, the, no, only, the only time I ever okay, look at the look, odds is it, you really want to get into this, Mr. Baseball fan, and all the stupid stuff they call stuff in baseball, and why don't they just do it that way? Do you really want to go down that I road? I don't understand baseball gambling either. But um, I'm not talking about you know, gambling. I'm just talking about because it's the way they do it. And it's in baseball, the the answer is somewhere. You know, there's a bunch of stupid stuff they do there, and it's the way because the way they do it. That's how they do it. It's it's you know what it's it's designed so to make it just a little bit more like into the know to understand it. That's all. It just makes you feel like you know something. All right. Well, now we've learned something. Yeah. Yeah. As you you so graciously uh, uh, taught us how to to game. It's an annoying question. I mean, at the end of the day, of course. I mean, every sport. Every activity, every profession has its own little terminology and ways they do things. And half of it's just to make other people feel stupid. So why would this be any different? They've they've succeeded. Okay, there we go. Did you answer your question? Any more questions for me? (laughs) I'm all riled up today. It's good. It's good I'm playing hockey tonight because somebody's going to, you know, be on the (laughs) bad end of a cross check, I can tell you right now. Okay. Yeah, that's a little more better outlet than coming home and have dinner with your wife. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. That's, that's, how I made, that's how I made my way onto the podcast by being a surly dinner guest. Let, so. Let's uh, let's do our top six, and maybe that will you know spur on some conversation of who we think's in it to win it here. Well, I got to take Newgarden. Right. Can't avoid the obvious. You know, very strong on ovals. I mean, he showed that at uh, Iowa, and although this is a different type of oval, I mean, the guy does seem to have a knack on those so no, he's, he's won two, he's won two of the last three races on this track yeah that would also maybe be a small indicator that he's got a chance now his odds right. going in uh are rather low he's a three to one that's a that's just such a, for indie car racing anything below like even three and a half i i i have a hard time betting on it's just it, that's a tough one but if there's a guy that's probably a three to one bet at this point that legitimately justified three to one bet, you know, yep, you're right, Joseph Newgard. So right. you're right, Kurt. You're right. Okay. Thank you. I am gonna go um with Mr. William Power, who's a very good qualifier at this track for one. So he's he's got a good chance of qualifying well. Let's face it, I mean, uh, he's got a chance he's got a good chance of this. Something untoward happens to Newgarden. He's probably the guy that's going to be right behind him would be my guess well you can't go wrong with uh willpower backing up uh you know new garden as the favorite and um if power was able to to nab the pole here at at st louis then uh that would put him in a tie i think with mario wouldn't it? put him uh on the <laughs> summer with mario as a matter of fact i think it would yeah i do i mean if he does do that he'll, he'll have gotten so much gotten there so much quicker than i thought he would but he's had a remarkable year let's face it yeah yeah so uh after new garden power um i know you like the odds betting on dixon but i'm gonna i'm gonna throw in with pato award second a third and a second the last three years uh or the last three races here at this track so i think he's a good bet to be up there challenging 
power in New Garden just like he was at Iowa. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. So I think as a gambler, what you're hoping for is like a middling qualifying from award uh, that puts his odds a bit higher. He's only four and a half to one right now. But if you, you can get his odds a bit higher, not a bad place to not a bad place to be. I'm going to have to go next in Scott Dixon, which I you know previously stated was a top five pick here, and I still think so. Odds are enormously high at the moment. I expect that to come down up at uh, 15 to one. Jeez, I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to uh, throw in with back on the Penske squad and jump in with Scotty in. Uh, finished fourth here last year in his first attempt, which is pretty good for a first-timer. Um, obviously showed himself to be strong on all sorts of tracks this year. Yeah, so if Penske's strong, he should be strong. Probably my pick as well. I mean, I, in fact, I, I would say somewhat unusually uh, that we've been kind of – I mean, I, every pick you would have picked, I would have picked. So – I think we've been in rare unity here on who and what and how. So now we get to number six, Curb, and I think that becomes far more difficult. It often does. It usually, it usually starts getting a little tougher about this. Yeah. yeah. Now I think it becomes far more difficult. I, you could look at like an Erickson, for example. I think you could look at a Colton Herta. Uh, even Arenas VK seems to have had some success at this track uh, over the years. I recall, didn't Connor Daly have a really good qualifying effort uh, at one of these times uh, a few years back? I think uh, that was at Iowa, too. Uh, was it? Yeah, you might be right. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's not a bad track for Connor, but I mean, obviously to win, but maybe a top five bet there. Um, Connor, although, God, he just, yeah, I don't know. That's a hard one. A Rosenquist, maybe a top five bet, Curb, wouldn't you say? Um, potentially? Uh, yeah, that's. Uh... You know, for Rosenquist, probably better if he, for lots of reasons, if he doesn't start up front. Under the radar, he usually seems to perform better than when he is up yeah. front and seems to have a little pressure on him. He seems to have found his mojo a little bit this year. Uh, we were talking uh, before we went on air that Sato seems to have some pretty good uh, records here. Um, you know, seems to be reasonably good at this check. Uh, a lot of people are talking. I think Palau, uh, you mentioned him. I, I count him completely out of this. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get near him with a bet. Uh, for this track. Wasn't he doing pretty well last year before VK took him out? He might have been doing okay. I but I I I think he's not this is not his track. This is not a track for him. Yet. I mean I, I mean I, I might I might take him in the odds of fourteen to one. But if we're just doing straight picks here then no I I, I wouldn't even do that. I that that's how strongly I feel about that. I mean actually I think I'm pretty confident I know where I would go next after we sit here and well, talk about this, how difficult it is. Yeah, I, I'm going to say you are going to say you would go Marcus Erickson, but I am going to say Colton Herta. Okay, well, you got half of it right. I was going to say Colton Herta as well. So. Oh, okay. okay. Here we are in lockstep, one one through six, apparently. Wow, so. amazing. Kerba, I don't know if this was helpful to anybody or not, but uh, <laughs> there it is. Even if, even if it wasn't helpful, I'm sure it was nice listening to really professional quality broadcasting. We both had a busy day. This is a rather impromptu uh, thing, as we both know. So uh, maybe it has a bit of that feeling to it. All right, Kirby, let's. The good, the good news is NBC just got a big chunk of the Big Ten football uh, TV contract, and they're going to have football on Peacock. So they may not be working too hard to work out the bugs on an IndyCar telecast, but I damn sure guarantee you they're going to work out the bugs for live Big Ten football in the future. So, so the product will get better. It just might take a couple of years. Well, as you know, I went to IU, so nobody watches that football. Um, 
they don't, they don't watch IU, but they watch uh, it's big money. Everybody else. Dude, they're the Big Ten is bringing in over a billion dollars a year for their TV. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. It's a big number. Oh. So, yeah. All right. On that uh, completely unindie car uh, note, let's end it, Curb. I guess we gave up on sponsors long ago. So uh, I guess we'll just say thanks for listening. Hope everybody enjoys the race, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Right. Some of our sponsors, by the way, don't want to be associated with gambling. There you go. All right. Good night. No no gambling in Boston, is there? No, no, no. Wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that there. All All right. right. Good night, everybody. Yeah.